comic book starring Darkwing Duck, what's the world coming to? Uh, happy 2022, St. Canardians. Uh, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo. And as you may or may not have learned recently, uh, Will has stepped down as my co-host, um, which is sad. We will hopefully see him again sometime soon. Um, but he's really busy. Uh, he's become an agent for a few actor, actresses, voice actresses, and he's busy on the convention circuit now representing them. So we had to find a new co-host. And me and Will agreed that we couldn't think of anybody better to be my new co-host than Tiffany Silverbron. Welcome back to the St. Canard Files, Tiff. Hello. <laughs> I am very happy to have you here in the co uh, co-host chair. It's really cool. Glad to be here. <laughs> How have you been? Pretty good. I had a, a really nice Christmas. <laughs> I, I I didn't unfortunately, but can you um how was your Christmas? What did you do? Um we uh we did a lot of fun Christmassy things. Like we got to go ice skating, which was super fun. We we live on a, a main street in our um, town that we live in. So we had like a Christmas parade, like right outside of our house. Oh, nice. And um, we went to this really fun festival called the Dickens Fair also. <laughs> oh, cool. And we, yeah, we went nuts on presents. <laughs> uh, did the kids get anything nice? Yeah, they got, um, they're really into Harry Potter and Star Wars right now. So they got a lot of Harry Potter and Star Wars stuff. <laughs> My daughter likes Star Wars. She hasn't seen all of them, but she saw the original trilogy. And we have not introduced her to Harry Potter yet because those movies get pretty dark pretty fast. And yeah. we don't know if she's quite ready for it, but we'll get there. We were but, um, surprised that they... Yeah, we we were thinking the same thing, and they didn't even flinch at it. And we were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you had a good holiday then. Um, yeah. Like I said, mine could have been better. To backtrack a bit, I had a really nasty sinus infection in November, and missed Thanksgiving. I didn't get to go see family, so that was terrible. And I came out of that thinking, "Okay, that's just Thanksgiving. Christmas is bound to be so much better." It started off okay. Christmas Eve, I was healthy. We went to my wife's family, her, you know, her parents. We had a nice little Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, I woke up with a stomach virus. Oh, no. <laughs> which I probably got from work because it was going around my building. So I ended up staying home Christmas Day. And then the day after Christmas is my brother-in-law's birthday. So everyone back went back over to my in-law's house. And I stayed home again. So that was my Christmas. Um, basically, usually it's three days of seeing family. I got to do one day of it. Um, I need a whole holiday season do-over. And <laughs> that's obviously that's not how life works unless you own a time machine. So, eh, you know, um, you know, my daughter got a, uh, we got her a Barbie dream house. She was asking for one of those. Uh, the thing's almost four feet tall. So she had a really good Christmas. Um, <laughs> As long as she has a good Christmas, I'm happy, honestly. It's it's important that she enjoys herself. Aww. But um but Darkwing Duck, that's what we're here to talk about. And um we're here to talk about finally, we've been promising this for a very long time. The Boom Comics. Yay. Uh, yay, I know you like these. 
<laughs> I love them. Now, did you get into these when they were first coming out? Um, pretty much. I heard about it and I I mean, I was super excited. I was like, "Whoa, that's awesome." And out of nowhere, it seemed like so much time had passed. I was not expecting there to be a well, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, between um the end of the show and the comics, these comics, there wasn't really much outside of the DVDs, which weren't even finished. So if you go back over a decade, there wasn't much Darkwing Duck happening. So these came yeah. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can go into detail about how these came about, but I don't think we need to. Because I want to direct our listeners to two summers ago when Will put together that two-hour virtual panel uh, where he got to talk to Aaron Sparrow, who edited the Boom Comics for a short while, and James Silvani, who drew almost all of them. They talk about their history with the comic and how it got started. Um, Sparrow's story about how this got going is a very interesting one. He wanted to do this for a long time and had to really convince Boom to let him do it. Um, so I suggest anybody who wants to hear more about this when they finish this episode, go back two summers ago on YouTube and go find that virtual panel. And I think they're later, a little bit later on in it. Um, you'll learn everything you want to know about who Sparrow and Silvani are and what they do. More than we could possibly explain. <laughs> so what were your impressions when you first read these, Tiffany? Man, I, so, yeah, I read all the the comics from when the show came out, and I was not really, I don't know, I, of course, liked them because it was Darkwing Duck, but I wasn't that into the ones, like, from the 90s. There was something about, like, it just felt like, I don't know, not like the show, not exactly like a lot of the writing. And some of the art is really good. And then some of the art is not that great at all. Well, as Stan has helped us illustrate, a lot of these comics were not that great. Yeah, exactly. I think these were they were pumped out like just to get into Disney Adventures and the Marvel comics without much really sincerity mm -hmm. just to have product out. Yeah. So, I mean, initially I didn't have like that high of expectations I was like oh this is cool like of course I'm gonna buy it and then I read it and I was like wow like this this is like exactly like an episode of the show like what the, the way that the writing is and like the art is so perfect and beautiful I like I was blown away by it what really made me understand and look forward to this comic, what made me understand these were going to be great was when Tad Stone started talking them up before they came out. Like, I, yeah. find when, I find when Tad Stones talk something up, he isn't the type to just support everything with his character on it. He supports quality. And he was talking these up. And when Tad Stone says something's going to be great, you listen. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, you know, his whole, even like compared to the show I feel like there's a lot of stuff in the um comics that was like hit Ted Stone's original vision and idea for like the show that he didn't always even get to do <laughs> yeah they tried very hard to make him happy and to do things he would have done and as we're going to talk about down the line things were rocky with this comic 
I, we're not going to discuss it now. Um, but we had Aaron Sparrow as the editor, James Silvani as the writer, uh, the artist, of course, and Ian Brill was the writer. Um, a lot of what we're talking about in the next few episodes was a story arc that Aaron Sparrow came up with. This isn't going to be true going forward because Aaron Sparrow didn't stay on as editor for too long at Boom. And a lot of it basically was all Ian Brill, and that did lead to some issues and things. There is drama involved with this comic and Darkwing Duck and everything, but we won't get into it now. But these are the three people who are responsible for this. Ian Brill, James Silvani, and especially Aaron Sparrow. Um, so... I think we should start talking about issue one, which, like a lot of Boom stuff, had multiple covers. I was crazy. I bought A and B covers of every issue. <laughs> and then I bought them all in a trade paperback, too. Wow. Then I bought them all when Definitively Dangerous came out. So <laughs> I have um, four. Basically, I have these stories four times over. <laughs> which is nuts, but when you're a Darkwing Duck, especially back then when there wasn't much stuff coming out, you want yeah. to, and a lot of these covers are really gorgeous. I mean, I, the, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the A cover for this uh, issue, issue one, was not drawn by um, James Silvani, it was drawn by a company called Magic Eye Studios. It looks like it's based on the Batman the Animated Series logo with uh, the, ca the cape over his face. Oh, yeah, uh huh, for sure. <laughs> And the, and the B covers got Darkwing tied like, Batman references. <laughs> yeah, um, especially like the Dark Knight stuff because they were calling it yep. the Duck Knight. This story arc is called the Duck Knight Returns, which obviously is the <laughs> title they use for that Ducktales episode too. The Duck yeah. Knight Returns. Uh, the B <laughs> a little bit. The B cover was drawn by Silvani, and it one it was actually one of the first pieces of art most fans saw. He revised it before the uh, the actual issue came out. But this cover's got Darkwing tied up over a vat of something green and bubbling with the Fearsome Five in the background in shadows looking at him and all his guns trained at him. And he's yeah, sitting... Got, he's got that. this... Yeah, <laughs> he's got the casual look on his face. And he's saying, all right, who wants to surrender first? And you see at the top <laughs> of the, the, issue, the, uh, the cover, Negadek's about to cut the rope. Um, very Darkwing Duck, and that's one of those things when you see it, you know the people doing this get it. Because yeah. it's, it's just perfect. Right away. <laughs> All right, so let's start talking about the story. Issue one, The Duck Knight Returns. I will let you start discussing how our story starts. All right, it's, um, it starts off in a Star Ducks, <laughs> which is like a, a Starbucks. Of course. And um, all of a sudden the power goes out and they're confused and they realize that it's all the Starducks in the city, which is every other building in St. Canard. Well, in this one, there's one cut to like the town really fast. You see everyone freaking out. Yeah. Every building in this panel has a Starducks logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of a joke on The Simpsons where Bart goes to the mall to get his ears pierced and... Every store at the mall is either a Starbucks or is about to become a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. 
and he goes into the ear piercing place, and the guy says, you know, you better get this ear, your ear pierced soon. We're about to become a star Starbucks. <laughs> and Bart walks out with a coffee in his hand. He looks behind him, and the store is a Starbucks already. <laughs> I mean, Starbucks is still this huge thing. It hasn't it, it hasn't gone away. So the joke is still fresh. Yeah. So when you turn the page, you see this really beautiful splash panel here. The whole yeah. page. It's one it, piece of art. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, the Darkwing image here gets reused a lot. And he's fighting Megavolt, and he gets and he gets a lot of entrances in this comic. Um, the, the entrance he has is, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the awkward goodbye that lasts far too long. I am Darkwing Duck. And it's like the awkward, the awkward goodbye. We it's spent so good. <laughs> we spent like twenty years saying goodbye to him, and now he's finally back. Yeah, it te- it's it like definitely the works. Most brilliant thing. <laughs> and um, we don't get it this early on, but there's a lot of references in this comic, mostly in the art. James Silvani kind of went nuts referencing other Disney stuff. Although here, Darkwing mentions Mouston, which is yeah. the comic book home of Mickey Mouse. Yep. <laughs> so already they're weaving the universes of all these Disney properties together, which doesn't really pay off too much in the comics, but it's cool that they're doing it. You get a little bit. You get some um, Mickey Mouse cartoon characters in there. <laughs> a little bit. Not too much, but you do get it. More Without as we go on, though. anything. <laughs> yeah. So we flash forward a year. And where is Drake Mallard, Tiff? He is working at Quackworks. What it's is a, Quackworks? It's a big corporation that we haven't seen in the show or anything yet. It's like a mega conglomerate company that apparently everybody in St. Canard works at. <laughs> everybody. Poli- you know, police officers, civilians, even the crooks. They all work here. But and nobody dark- knows who they are. <laughs> no, and... Even though a year has gone by, nobody really remembers Darkwing Duck. And so Drake Mallard is working here. He's clearly not happy. This place yeah, I, looks this place looks like an awful place to work. Nobody has any spirit. Everyone looks miserable. Yeah, I love that. It, I feel like it's, you know, um, it's great because it's like if you grew up watching the show, it's like, you know, you were... Um, playing like how many people like have memories of just like playing and running around as a kid like when the original Darkwing Duck came out and now when this comic book comes out they're working at like a a crappy office building (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like pretty brilliant to have that in a in an arc (laughs) we're close to the same age so we were about the same the same age bracket when Darkwing Duck first came out so we get it yeah. I've never worked in an office building, but still. I mean, we see we see Drake sees that the um the elevators are out of order, so he has to walk up 142 <laughs> flights of stairs. So we see he's a bit out of shape from when he was Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Even though it's only a year later. <laughs> and so he shows up at a at a at a meeting where they're talking about the crime bots, which have basically taken over from the police. They do all the policing in St. Canard. And they say that there's no need for costume superheroes. Yeah, but Drake explains, why do we need this? Because 
all the cops work here, all the criminals work here, and he almost mentions Darkwing Duck before he gets a phone call. And uh, who is this phone call from? Um, it's from Goslin's teacher, and she's apparently at a private school now. Very but... expensive private school. That's why he took this job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Goslin hasn't lost any of her spirit. She's freaking out because uh, she says her science teacher showed how to freeze something and break it, so she immediately thinks of the liquidator. And she's... You know, she, she's still got that crime-fighting spirit in her blood that right now Drake is trying to completely put his suppress. thumb under. He wants to yeah, suppress completely. Um, they both don't seem happy. You know, it definitely seems like a miserable existence. We, we, we've seen every time Drake quits being Darkwing, he has no purpose in life. Like, yeah. he loses his motivation to do anything. And that's where he is now. And Goslin asks um, what, what he thinks Launchpad is doing. So obviously something happened with Launchpad. Yeah. But we don't, we don't find out right away. And then we discover who shares a cubicle with Drake. Uh, Elmo Sputterspark. <laughs> yes, Megavolt himself. So yes, they're not kidding. Even the supervillains work for this conglomeration. And Megavolt comes very close to figuring out who Drake Mallard was. And and Drake seems to know that it's Megavolt, too. Yeah, well, Drake would. Megavolt's brain is too fried to piece anything <laughs> together, though. I do like how Megavolt gets closer and closer to figuring out who this, uh, who this was, <laughs> but then turns around like, oh, well, he must have been someone else. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, throughout most of this comic, especially in this story arc, everybody's really in character. Yeah, like the dialogue and everything. Like you could definitely read it, and you a hundred percent like hear like the voice actors like delivering the lines because it's just written so close to like the show. Yep. So the next, this is my favorite part of the the comic. The next few pages where Drake starts to daydream his old adventures as Darkwing Duck. And the scenarios just get wackier and wackier <laughs> yeah. because the, the show was pretty insane. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, um, so it's getting into that whole Silver Age um, DC Comics sort of thing that Tad Stones loves. <laughs> so in our first scenario, he's with Launchpad. And the Liquidator has made Beings of Pure Ice. But the more pressing problem is... Somehow, Darkwing's left arm has been turned into a snake. <laughs> um, the snake looks like Ka from the Jungle Book. Yeah, definitely. So there we go with our with our visual references to other Disney stuff. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Um, his next memory is him and Launchpad in the Thunderquack fighting the world's largest carrot, or the <laughs> third largest carrot, yeah. because. Of course, Darkwing Duck, nothing's ever the largest. <laughs> but the problem is, this carrot, which was created by Bushroot, has attracted the world's largest rabbit. <laughs> which, I can see it happening on Darkwing Duck, can't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's the next thing Drake remembers? He remembers being in the old um, shush time machine, the golf cart. 
you have to be you have to be a huge fan of the show to go back to that and not the time top yeah totally like this like everyone knows the time top but to say no no we're gonna use the shush time machine means (laughs) you know the show yeah it's pretty great so what has happened they've screwed up time haven't they (laughs) Yeah, they screwed up time, and there's a, a world of all launch pads. <laughs> like, yeah, people, dogs, rabbits, they all have launch pads head. The <laughs> I don't planet know what of the, he did to make that happen. The planet of the launch pads. <laughs> what did launch pad do? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> and um, that would be a great episode. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the last daydream is the craziest one. Um, so apparently, Quacker Jack brought to life every G.I. Melvin in the city. Again, that's not Darkwing's biggest problem. His biggest problem is that his left arm is now what? Launchpad. <laughs> Could you imagine like a Darkwing episode with him and Launchpad like get fused together and still have to solve crime? It's kind of crazy that there wasn't an episode like that. No, and they, they, they did that, like, on other shows. Like, they did something similar on Rescue Rangers. I know they did it on Quack Pack. You would have thought it would have been a perfect Darkwing Duck story. Yeah. Like, the incredible two-headed Darkwing. The other <laughs> yeah. head is Launchpad. Stopping constantly for hippo burgers or stuff like that. <laughs> that would have been a great episode. <laughs> yeah. So Darkwing's supervisor, Drake's supervisor, tells him to go home. And we, yeah, get a neat, we get a neat little scene here waiting for the bus. What happens, Tiff? Yeah, I love this whole part because it's like almost no dialogue, but it's just drawn so well that you like, I don't know, you can like hear it while it's happening. It's him waiting the one, at the bus stop. Huh? The, I was going to say, the one bit of dialogue that there is here is funny who this guy standing next to Drake um, asked if he watched the news report about that old superhero. Yeah. And he's trying to remember the name. And the name he comes up with is Duckman. Duckman. <laughs> Good old Duckman. Which is funny if you're like thinking about trying to remember duck shows from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, Duckman, uh, the Jason Alexander show. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. <laughs> I want to revisit it one day, but I know it was a little, uh, a little edgy. So it's not something I just have, I just can put on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember I was like younger and it was always like the show that I had to stay up late and watch. (laughs) On USA or whatever channel that was, it was on. (laughs) Yeah. I remember it being pretty good for a class B Chupo show. Yeah. I liked it for sure. I mean, Alexander would do these long rants. I think we're just so well written. Mm-hmm. But I remember very little about it. I'd have to go back and look. I just remember those two bears that were killed in every episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't pick it up for Adult Swim. The adult, adult Swim was a few years in the future still. Um, but what Drake does see out of the window of the bus are <laughs> two guys who look a lot like him in Launchpad riding a motorcycle. <laughs> so good. Like, oh life is just conspiring to remind him <laughs> of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> He can't get away from it. But meanwhile, Megavolt is late getting out. And he missed the bus. He misses the bus. But what happens to Megavolt? A van drives up and a bunch of vines come and grab him. And he has the best 
exclamation, which is Edison's sake. <laughs> Who do you think that was? Poison Ivy? <laughs> um, there are no there are no plant villains in Darkwing Duck, right? <laughs> oh wait, no, there there is one. I think there's one. I'm not sure though. Um, so Drake gets home. We see Honker is gonna be in this comic. He does mention the Muddlefoots. It takes a while to see them though in this series, but they they eventually do show up. Um, so Goslin's talking about the crime bot. You know, you should get one that has gas guns and a cool hat. So Goslin can't let Darkwing Duck go either. Um, so Darkwing goes upstairs. Drake goes upstairs. I have a bad habit of calling him Darkwing, whatever, <laughs> right? Um, so Drake goes upstairs, opens his closet. We see the Darkwing costumes in there. And what is the next thing he does? He calls Launchpad up, or yeah, he calls Launchpad up, but he doesn't say anything. He he has he doesn't have it in him to talk to him. Yeah. But then we show there's one shot of Launchpad. He's he's buffing the Thunderquack. Yeah. <laughs> These two are like a couple that broke up. Good drawing too. <laughs> yeah. Garage. So just as Drake hangs up the phone, something happens. Like the the house starts to rumble. And he says something very telling. He says, not again. Yeah. <laughs> we will find out what happened in a couple of episodes, but for now they don't explain it. But what is happening at the moment? The crime bots bust in and they're they're going to arrest Honker, of all people, for <laughs> illegally downloading music. That's such a perfect thing that Honker would do. <laughs> from Specifically from a recording artist named Hannah Alaska. Hannah Alaska. <laughs> Which um, I don't think you'd make the reference now, but I think Hannah Montana was pretty big about a decade ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and that was more, people were illegally downloading music a lot more back then, weren't they? Yeah. Was was Napster still a thing then? Um, Maybe. It might have been LimeWire at that point. Ah, uh, okay. But anyway, Honker is taken away by the crime bots. And when Drake tries to stop him, they electrocute him. So Goslin gets an idea. She runs upstairs, and what does she get? She gets Darkwing's old costume out. <laughs> and when she says, or you could let Darkwing Duck take care of this, the words Darkwing Duck are written in the font of the main title. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> which is really cool. I love the way Darkwing Duck is. It's like the pur purple with the yellow outline is just so gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just like DuckTales with the Indiana Jones colors on it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so <laughs> iconic. So iconic. So our final page wraps up what's going on with Megavolt for the time being. What did happen to Megzi? He got kidnapped by Liquidator, Bushroot, and Quackerjack. And it looks, this page looks so much like um, Life, the Negaverse, and everything. The drawings are beautiful. Yeah. I think Silvani eventually came up with his own style. If you look at his dark wings now, they're a lot more um, stylized. Like the he he found his own way to draw the characters. Like his buttons got a lot bigger. It's a lot more stylized, which is good for him. He he needs to find his own voice. But this early on, he's sticking very close to the character models. Yeah. But he's such a good artist that it looks just like the show. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, this Quacker Jack is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Bushroot looks great. All of them look great. 
Like Silvani yeah, was and still and still yeah. is. He's a really great artist. Really good ending of a, the first issue. <laughs> Since we've wrapped up the issue, I'll ask quick, do you have any art from Silvani? Yeah, I have one of Morgana actually. I do too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I have a commission from him. Yeah, that's what and I got too. I saw him in 2011 while well, the comic was Still going? Had it ended by then? Maybe it had ended by then. I, I don't know. I don't even know, though. But I saw him at New York Comic Con in 2011, and I commissioned a piece of art of Darkwing swinging on a rope, but also holding Morgana. Well, and, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know what I didn't do? I didn't have him sign it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but right above that on my wall is a print of him of Darkwing through the years in the way Disney used to do it with like Mickey and Donald starting off as like a black and white character and that he signed. Oh so yeah. I love that. It's a, it's a really nice print. That's so cool. I have, a, so I have a few things from James. Yeah. I, so that time when I got him to do the more, it's just Morgana, the one that I have, but um, it was at WonderCon that I saw him in, um, in LA and uh, or Anaheim, I think. Uh, but anyway, it was just gonna be. It was supposed to be James Silvani and Aaron Sparrow. And I was like, oh, cool! I have to go and like meet them. And then I was like on my way walking, and I was like, whoa! I see someone walk by, and it was just Tad Stones. <laughs> nice. And I was like, I guess he's just here hanging out. And he was. He was hanging out with James Silvani and Aaron Sparrow, but like wasn't a guest of like. The con. Well, he likes those guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know, you he, he puts a stamp of approval right there. He hangs <laughs> out with them. And I also, I also have a um his signature on um one of the trades with a little picture of Darkwing on it. And he wrote "Stay Dangerous." So, I, I, it's it's nice to have some, especially a commission. It isn't even a print. I love, I love what he drew for me. Um. So yeah, that was issue one. Um. We're gonna rate each, each issue. Um, you know, of, of course, our ratings uh, out of five gas canisters. Um, so, Tiffany, how many gas canisters would you give issue one? I would give it a five. <laughs> I'm going to give it the same score um, for a reason, but I want to hear your reason first. I, I really can't think of anything wrong with it. Like, the story is good. It's super engaging. Some of the, like, the art is amazing. And... I mean, I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> okay, same with me. It's also just a perfect way to start these stories. I, I like the time jump. I think it really is helpful. Yeah. If they had started right when the show ended, I don't think it would have really worked as well. They had to shake something up. But more importantly, like everything that we... Where we are now with Darkwing Duck as just a franchise, I feel started with these comics. This was the beginning of Darkwing Second Life. Yeah. Because we had nothing before these came out. And then we had these, and then we got started getting pins, then we got the Joe books, and then we got the Funkos. Everything snowballed from mm -hmm. from boom. I think the, I, I, this, the comic is so good that I don't think that there's ever, I know that, like, you know, they've been talking about, like, rebooting the show. I don't think it's ever going to be as, like, purely close to the original show as this comic book ever. No, it's not going to be. 
I don't even think whatever we get coming up will be as close to Darkwing even as the DuckTales version was. Yeah. Which is something people are really going to have to prepare themselves for. <laughs> when when we find out what this reboot's going to be, a lot of people are going to be upset. Yeah, definitely. You know it. <laughs> they either want more of DuckTales or they want exactly what the 1991 show was going to be. We're not getting either of those. I don't, um, I don't think I have as big of a problem as most people do with like stuff that I love being rebooted. I know like a lot of people really, really, really get angry and hate it if anything has changed. And I don't really care that much as long as it's good. <laughs> my my problem is going to be is if it's just bad. Yeah. Like this, like this Rescue Rangers movie, I have heard really terrible things about it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, from people who know, just it's it was... It is not going to be good. And if this turns out to be something made by people who don't respect the original source, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But it's too, and we've been spoiled by this comic, by the DuckTales. We have been spoiled by people who love Darkwing Duck that much. Mm-hmm. We got lucky twice. Yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> I mean, anything else is going to be some sort of step down. But you have to temper your expectations if you go into it thinking we're getting Jim back and Terrence McGovern might come back and we might get the Muddlefoots and maybe Morgana will come back and maybe it'll be 2D animation again. You're not getting all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you, or maybe the nephews from the 2017 show will, will make a cameo on it. Maybe, the, maybe <laughs> Jim Stark, it's like, no. And I feel like it's going to upset lots of people, but... I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but getting back to the comic, I think I think this issue, issue 1A, just this cover, is on my short list of some of the most iconic Darkwing Duck merchandise. Because this one issue started everything else that we have now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's at least my opinion of it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Okay, so in our next episode, we'll see what where we go from here. Um, does Darkwing save the day? What is Quackworks? What is uh, the Fearsome Four's master plan? Do Darkwing and Launchpad get back together? Do they reconcile? Do they not? I don't know. I don't remember. It's been here since I've read this. Maybe <laughs> they don't. Maybe it ends here. Who knows? Maybe Tuscanini shows up and he takes over the world. Who knows? So I'm just saying this to make you laugh and you know it. <laughs> But um, anyway, Tiffany, we're going to keep these episodes short, guys, because we don't need to go almost an hour talking about individual issues. So um, I guess we'll wrap up. We are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Facebook. That was new this year. Um, YouTube. Again, go watch that virtual panel and hear all about. Willis actually said that. All the feedback he gets in that virtual panel, the most feedback he gets is about Sparrow and Silvani. So that's pretty awesome. Please go back and watch that. If you've watched it already, watch it again. We can use the hits. Um, also, PocketCast, Radio Public, Pandora, iHeartRadio, everything. Um, Tiffany, is there a way people can find you if they want to seek you out or your art? Yeah, I'm on um, Instagram, Tiffany at Tiffany Silverbron. And um, also at Regurgitating Gertie. (laughs) 
And I'm on YouTube as well at Radio Tiffany. This girl does some amazing artwork. You should definitely check it out. With a lot and lots of different topics and genres and IPs and stuff. I've seen you do Godzilla art. Obviously, you've done Darkwing Duck. You love Morgana, horror stuff. Your stuff is great. Yeah, I mean, about a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, just with Darkwing Duck, you'll take iconic imagery, like Darkwing and Negaduck arm in arm from my Valentine Ghoul, and you'll put your own spin on it. Um, so your art is really cool. Everyone, check her out, please. Her stuff is awesome. And, um, of course, I'm just on Facebook. You can, you know, seek me out there. Or our communities on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and Twitter. I want to thank Stan for running a lot of that these days. Um, and then, so then, until next week, um, everybody have a good one. Happy New Year. And stay dangerous. Bye. Take care. <laughs>